And I think sometimes we lose sight of the fact that there are tools out there to help you cope with just this kind of situation. And that, you know, we overlook the fact that if you can get every ounce of efficiency out of the small staff that you have, maybe that'll help you bridge the, the gap between a shortage of personnel and to the time when you can get fully staffed again. So I think that folks have to take that into account as well. Welcome to the Wireless Communications Explained podcast, where IT, engineering, and operations professionals learn about wireless communications. This includes how to develop true dispatch communications, implement and manage communication tools, improve one-to-many communication, keep up to date with security and customer satisfaction trends, increase coverage and range, and roll out push-to-talk technology. Now, here are your hosts, Chaz Elliott of EMCI Wireless and Mike Humphreys of Consult Consulting Solutions. Welcome to this episode of Wireless Communications Explained. Today, we're going to be talking all about how to address hotel staffing shortages with better wireless communications. I'm here with Chaz Elliott, president of EMCI Wireless, and Mike Humphreys, president of Consult Communications. Glad to see you, Chaz and Mike. Good to see you, I too. So kind of the whole backdrop here of how to address what's going on with hotel staffing shortages with better wireless communications came about because just a few weeks ago, the Wall Street Journal and Bloomberg ran several articles painting a challenging picture going on in the hotel industry. Like the Wall Street Journal, for example, said staffing shortages pose a threat to hotels budding recovery. Hotels say they are struggling to hire enough housekeepers kitchen staff and other hourly workers, including those laid off early in the pandemic. And then just more recently being passed around on LinkedIn news, hospitality staff quitting in droves. The hospitality industry is facing a multitude of challenges. The nation's rampant labor shortage has been a hot button topic. And today we're seeing something else. New government data reveals workers in hotels and restaurants are quitting at an alarming rate with numbers, especially acute and food services. Uh, In April, 5.6% of workers in accommodation and food service industry left their jobs, up from 5.4% last month and reaching record territory. So given all of that, a a great place to start would be to talk about how hotels use wireless communications and which staff members in particular do you see using wireless communications most often? I think that... I mean, really can, they use it everywhere, right? Um, everywhere from the front desk clerk to, you know, talking to the maintenance staff, talking to the janitorial staff, um, you know, look, looking for, you know, um, availability uh, of rooms, you know, did we get this issue fixed? Um, as well as, you know, from an administration standpoint, just trying to ensure the overall guest experience, um, you know, is, is as smooth as possible. So if you need more towels, you know, they're, they can radio somebody else, right? Um, you know, being able to, you know, conventions and meetings at uh, the at the guest at the uh, hotel, you know, it gives them a perfect opportunity to be able to use wireless communications to, you know, to to uh, traverse, you know, a large geographical area there on the campus. Yeah, I think it's actually one of those classic situations where you see this this these multiple departments with multiple functions that all have a need to communicate instantaneously for uh, both uh, guest experience and efficiency and just overall control. And it, it, it really does, it, it goes all the way across the spectrum as far as the, the actual facility is concerned. 
What do you think the staff members would do if they didn't have wireless communications available? Um, what would be the alternative? Would they just be making phone calls to each other? Would they be running messages around hunting down people in different parts of the building, different parts of the campus? Yeah, my first inclination is to say hide out. Um, that, that probably wouldn't be appropriate. So, uh, uh, yeah, I, I think that they, uh, they they chase people around a lot or they use cell phones or they use uh, any method they can to try to find people in, in whatever uh, whatever way they can, uh, whether it's efficient or not. But, um, you know, they, they just try to do the best with what they have. Is this something that you think would go back decades? Is this potentially how hotels always got requests around to different staff members, or is this something where they've more recently in the last decade or so started to use two-way radios and wireless more effectively? I could let Mike speak to that. He's got a, a little more history. Uh, so, so I have more decades to refer to It's what he's saying. I think that's what it is. No, it's been around a while. I mean, they've uh, radios have been very popular uh, as a method of communicating in hotels for uh, for quite some time. Um, probably as soon as they became more prevalent and, and the prices began to come down to reasonable levels back in the, even going back as far as the eighties and nineties that, um, uh, that they got smaller and they became, uh, more, um, palatable as far as pricing goes and things of that nature. And of course that was all pre cell phone anyway, back then. And there was no other way really to effectively communicate. Uh, but I, I think they've been around a long time, but I think that there's probably been the same misconception as there is everywhere that smartphones and tablets have replaced the need for, uh, for two-way radios. So uh, there's been a landscape shift as far as that goes. Do you see much of a difference in the usage between small hotels with like 150 rooms and hotels with hundreds of rooms that are more resorts or have convention centers, small convention business attached or banquet business attached? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, for two reasons. Number one, they don't have nearly the need to communicate in a small hotel. If you've got a, a four or a six story business hotel that may have one maintenance person and, you know, a handful of housekeepers running around and that's it. Um, the, the need for communication is not as robust. They may not even have an airport shuttle or anything that they have to communicate with offsite. Um, uh, so the, the need is there to communicate, but you often see, um, some lower end product, uh, less expensive product, things that just kind of get them through as far as being able to talk instantaneously with somebody. Whereas when you get into a larger hotel property or a resort that does have all of the different departments, including you know banquet and, and entertainment and, and events rather, um, and, and large maintenance staffs and security staffs and large housekeeping staffs, then uh, it certainly scales up uh, dramatically from there. So given what's going on now with hotel managers, hotel operators potentially facing the challenges of running their properties with a lot less staff than they're used to, even with strong demand, what do they do? And is there a silver lining in being able to use two-way radios, wireless communications more effectively? Yeah, I think um, you know, really it's technology in general, right? Um, you know, Wireless communications are just one more piece of your, you know, technology portfolio uh, that you're using to, you know, run your business more efficiently, um, you know, overall. I mean, uh, no matter what the industry is, but certainly in the hospitality uh, industry, you know, they need to be able to, you know, uh, operate you know, as efficiently as possible. So being able to do work tickets, for example, on a radio where, you know, you, you press a button and it goes back to the front desk clerk and, you know, their, their software system to basically show that, 
hey, room 101 is clean now, you know, um, or I'm arriving to clean room 101. You, know, you can press, you know, one, one touch of a button and be able to send those types of messages back and forth makes it a lot more efficient than, you know, than calling somebody or, you know, writing it up in an app, a software application somewhere. Um, you, you just need to be able to, you know, stretch your dollars, uh, you know, further. Yeah, so I this, think. Sorry, Joshua. I was just going to say, so this sounds like it's quite different than just using traditional voice. You're using apps, uh, software as well mm -hmm. to be able to drive productivity. Yes. Yeah. You marry, marry up both. Right. I mean, there are times where you know, you're, you're on the fly, your hands are full and being able to, you know, just uh, talk with voice, uh, you know, makes all the difference in the world. And there are other times where, you know, you need to be able to quickly, you know, have some level of data, um, you know, go back and forth to send an instant message there or to, you know, to record something and, and have it go back to the front desk, being able to take, you know, take a picture of something and send it back to the front desk. And so they can actually see right there, um, we have the ability, you know, some of the some of the uh, radios now have cameras built in them. So being able to snap a picture, send it back to the front desk and show them what you're looking at, you know, puts a whole, the, the picture's worth a thousand words, you know, scenario. So that it sounds like there's some features and some technology that some operators may be more aware of than others when it comes to making sure that you have the right tools to be able to drive this efficiency and cover more ground with fewer staff. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. No doubt. What's now, we used, Go ahead, Mike. Now we used to, uh, in, in the communications industry and particularly land mobile radio side of it, we always had the, the joke that we were uh, a recession proof industry. And we used to say that jokingly because uh, obviously when times are, are robust and things are going well and everybody is rolling in money and they're very busy, then they look for ways to communicate more effectively and, and kind of control all of that, that activity. But on the other side, and it's kind of what the uh, hospitality world is facing right now, when you're short staffed, um, when things are, are tight and tough, but you still have to respond to your customers, um, it, it's almost more critical to look at uh, effective communications right now than it is in, when times are great and robust and, and you're going uh, wide open. And I think sometimes we lose sight of the fact that there are tools out there to help you cope with just this kind of situation. And that, you know, we overlook the fact that if you can get every ounce of efficiency out of the small staff that you have, maybe that'll help you bridge the, the gap between a shortage of personnel into the time when you can get fully staffed again. So I think that folks have to take that into account as well. When I think too about the attrition and the difficult with the difficulty retaining staff at hotels, I'm wondering if like we're trying to get more productivity out of them. The, the normal reaction probably is to manage more vigorously, keep tabs on what they're doing, making sure that people aren't excessive breaks, goofing off, whatever. But is part of the solution really just giving them better technology so you can get more done without burning out your team? No, I think absolutely. Yeah, it's not just get more work out of them, make it easier for them to get more effective work out of them. And that way it's not a burden on the employee, it's actually a tool to help them. So when you think about hotel operators, what do you see as the biggest mistake that they're making when it comes to how they use wireless communications? I think if you've really holistically, you know, there's a number of solutions out there, right? You need you need somebody that can act as a, you know, a technology consultant on your behalf. Um, not everybody is, you know, technology isn't necessarily their thing, right? Um, and to be able to have access to resources that you can lean on 
um, that can you know talk about what other folks in your similar industry are doing and how they're accomplishing um, you know certain tasks and somebody that you can uh, you can ask you know hey you know I've got this this hurdle how do I how do I overcome it uh, being able to have somebody a consultant that you can lean on I think goes goes a long way um, and having that you know trusted advisor if you will uh, you know to to talk to you about the technological solutions that are out there because you can. You can be, you know, way over on one side of the spectrum, or you know, way over on the other. And uh, the truth is, you know, maybe you need to be somewhere in between. And um, you know, ha- having that partner you can lean on makes all the difference in the world. Yeah, most of these solutions uh, have a place. You know, whether it's smartphone, uh, tablet, uh, land mobile radio, two-way radio, or whatever the case may be, they all have a specific function that they can they can uh, fulfill. And I think that that's to Chaz's point. It's just having somebody to help help you navigate when is the right time to use which of those tools and how do they integrate and work together most effectively. And that, uh, I think that's the key right there. It's understanding the true needs of the team, where the bottlenecks are, where they're struggling with the most, and then making sure that they understand the pros and cons of different levels of investment in technology. Right. Then they can make the decision in an informed way and not, you know, based on uh, on a bias one way or the other, but they have all the information. Now they can make their own choice. Do you, when you think about hotel operators as a whole, do you think they have the right technology in place to provide a better guest experience, to provide a safer guest experience? Or do you feel there's certain gaps that they need to fill that are really standing in the way of being able to achieve that? I'll let you take that one, Mike. I think it's situational. I think there certainly are a lot of places out there that have advanced technology. They're taking full advantage of it. No question about it. Um, but I think by and large um, that there is, there is a tremendous amount of technology that people could take advantage of that they either aren't aware of uh, because we haven't done a great job of educating them uh, to that fact. Um, or they're convinced that that uh, what they're using now is the is the latest, greatest, and the highest level of technology evolution that they can possibly get, uh, and they don't look further. Um, so I think that there are some I think there are some mistakes and some errors that are made in that regard, and uh, and I, it's probably an industry problem, an industry failing, uh, because we allow marketing to take over, uh, and whatever that ha- that message, and I say that Joshua, so you, know, you appreciate that, right? Whatever that message happens to be that that one entity wants to promote seems to be the truth of the day. And if they do a better job of marketing it than somebody else, then you may not necessarily get the right impression. So um, I think we have to do a better job from an education standpoint. I think we have to do a better job. It's actually proven to be an endemic problem within the hotel industry, probably going back 10 years is that so many of the websites, so much of the digital marketing struggles to really stand out. And one of the tiebreakers in a lot of cases is what other people say about the experience of staying at the hotel or doing business with sure. the hotel. It all comes back to the, the guest experience. Absolutely. Absolutely. They pay the bills, right? <laughs> Absolutely. So what advice would you offer to a hotel manager or owner that wants to improve how their location or locations that they're overseeing use wireless communications as a whole. Do you think they're seeing the big picture or do they still see this as like a discrete piece of hardware that they're purchasing? Yeah, I think it's, um, it's, a, it's a little bit of a mixed bag. I mean, you have some folks that, you know, remember the, the way that they did it, you know, 20 years ago with just two-way radio voice. And you have other folks that, 
are, you know, thinking that maybe a cell phone or a tablet is the way to go. Um, really, that's, uh, again, to go back to my, you know, kind of previous point here, they, you know, having, having somebody that can kind of help you navigate those technological waters, if you will, um, you know, makes all the difference in the world because, you know, there are things that uh, you may look at, you know, a tablet or a, a cell phone and say, hey, great, you can put that smartphone application on there. Um, and we could, you know, that's that's a simple thing that everybody does, uh, you know, putting a, putting an application on their device. But the minute that you have, you know, one of your guests that's checking in at the front desk and they're watching your front desk clerk type on a, you know, a tablet or a, or a smartphone, they're thinking that, you know, the, the, the immediate perception is that maybe they're using it for personal use. Whereas when you've got a purpose-built device, uh, you know, like, you know, some of the products that, that we offer as far as, um, you know, two-way radio land mobile devices, having an application on that, it, it very much gives a perception um, that, you know, this is a business-oriented uh, solution. It's not a, a personal uh, device. I think there's um, there's another issue that, that we, a lot of mistakes happen because people don't really take into account true cost of ownership. Um, you know, when you get into this, this, type of conversation, the first thing that people want to take a look at is, wait a minute, so I have to buy all of this hardware and all of this equipment and all of this infrastructure for this two-way radio or the land mobile radio type of solution when I can just get a monthly bill from a carrier and uh, and they'll wrap the, uh, the product into it. Um, and it's simple and easy. And I just, uh, I write a check every month for, uh, for the equipment. And by not looking at the big picture and not having all of the information, I think the mistake that's made is the assumption is that that's cheaper and that's more more uh, cost effective and I get a better return on my investment because I know exactly on the month what it's going to cost and I'm not writing a big check on the front end, right? And they, they may not know about other options that they can look at from a hardware standpoint, whether it's leasing or other ways that they can massage and, and work that. But without comparing, you know, the real uh, kind of the business case or the cost justification example of, of both of those pros and cons of both, they're not seeing the full picture again. And I think that that, that is one of the mistakes that, that happens regularly. Brings up some related thoughts, too, on the pros and cons of a purpose-built device for wireless communications versus the default option that probably people would think of of just using a smartphone or, or using a tablet. Do no most are, are they thinking about security? Are they thinking about battery life? Are there any other big picture concerns that uh, an IT professional would be asking about if they were looped into this conversation? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know that a lot of, you know, folks are, to be honest with you, when they're if you're looping in your, you know, if you've got a large, um, you know, uh, hotel uh, corporation that's running a number of facilities, right? They they probably have their own dedicated technology group uh, that that are looking at security concerns and you know applications and bandwidth utilization and all these things. But uh, um, you know, a lot of what we see uh, day to day is you know decisions being made by you know a hotel general manager, and this may, you know may or may not be their forte. Um, so there's there's a lot that has to be considered. Uh, you know, everything from obviously the guest experience to, you know, how well the, the solution works. Uh, so it's a, it's a, it's definitely a, you know, a wide uh, you know, breadth of uh, options that are out there. Like a typical small business owner wearing a half a dozen different hats yeah. at a time, they're probably expected to be an expert on why the cardio equipment in the gym isn't working or why the pool heater broke for the 14th time this year, or why there's a roof leak or, 
Absolutely. Labor issues, zoning issues. Uh, Yeah, IT is another one of their hats. Um, So the final area that I wanted to dive into today is in an area where everyone seems to be asking popular review websites like TripAdvisor, Hotels.com, Expedia, or just a Google review or a Facebook review, all factors into people deciding where to stay. How does the guest experience and social proofs and reviews factor into these kinds of wireless investments? And is there a marketing component or potentially marketing and sales ROI that should be considered along with just the IT infrastructure? Yeah, I, th- I think I think that um, that's that's the thing that really matters is the guest experience component, um, and then relating that to whether it's it's rapid response, whether it is to Chaz's earlier point about the fact that they see employees and and staff using technology that is obviously a business tool um, and and see them using that in front of them to get answers to questions or to get responses to issues. Um, and, and that's going to play over into all of the different social proof, into all of the different reviews and all the different situations where they're going to make the comment. It wasn't just a great friendly staff. I didn't just enjoy the interactions with the staff, but they responded immediately. They had technology that helped them solve problems quickly. And they may not speak that directly in the review that they had technology, but they will have recognized and noticed it, I think. Um, and I think that right now, uh, always, but particularly right now, when there's a heavy amount of competition to get these folks that are starting to travel again to your hotel or to your resort or to your property, that that's going to become a big selling point. And I think that's going to have a marketing component to it as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think it everything boils down to the the overall guest experience, right? And that's what they're leaving that that rating based on. I mean, if if I walk into a uh, you know a hotel, no matter how nice it is, I walk in there and I see a thirty two inch TV that's you know uh, an old tube style TV, right? Um, I'm immediately going to have an impression, you know, that hey, maybe they're not up to snuff on their technology there, <laughs> you know, Wi Fi, um, you know, yeah, Wi Fi, yeah, so exactly. you try to use it, right? Get the yeah. dial up going. <laughs> Especially in this day and age when you're trying to do, you know, a video call or or what have you, right? I mean, bandwidth concerns are real. (laughs) So that's, you know, there's a lot that needs to be taken into account when they're, you know, when they're looking at that, uh, the guest experience. And I think that comes down to their spend. You know, it, it, when you start talking to a, to a property manager, hotel owner management company about where they should spend their budget money, um, they have to be able to relate and equate the, the, the responsiveness and the technology capabilities of the organization to that guest experience. Otherwise, other things are going to have to compete more robustly with budget dollars, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that's, that's all part of it, that it has to be very well explained um, exactly what it does give them from a return standpoint so that they can then justify the investment in the kind of technology that they need to improve that guest experience and improve those reviews and get more people staying there. You see a, a big driver in being able to use this technology to reduce, to more rapidly get tickets done. And whether it's a ticket of somebody realizing that they need more towels, whether it's a, a bathroom issue that needs to be addressed, whether there's something wrong at the pool, um, whether somebody needs help with bags, whether hotel airport shuttle, <laughs> all, all of these things. And it's I, I think it's not so much that guests expect perfection. It's that if they catch anything short of perfection, they generally want to know that it's going to be resolved quickly. And this seems to be a a key to being able to improve the communication to get 
the resolution time dramatically improved. Well, listen, we all know things are going to go wrong, right? That's never the issue. We know things are going to break. We know things are, are going to happen that aren't necessarily within the, the procedural parameters of the way you want it to go. It, but it's, it's how people fix it that matters. It's how fast they respond. It's how fast they fix things that it comes down to. And remember, we're not, we're not just talking about voice. You know, so when, when you are inclusive of all the pieces of technology that go into these things, whether it's video, voice, data, uh, access control, uh, you know, all of the different pieces and parts that go into wireless technology. Um, and, you know, the, the one solution that might be able to bring all of those to bear at the same time, uh, those are all going to have that major impact on, on the safety, the security, the satisfaction of the overall guest experience. Yeah, that single device seems to be a huge issue of somebody carrying around a different work device for two-way radio, a different advice, the device that they're used for closing out tickets, the likelihood of them forgetting or losing a device or one breaking or seems to be a huge, huge uh, potential time savings, efficiency savings, and just driving up and improving the guest experience. What about um, security safety applications, mm -hmm. um, given what's the world just went through with the pandemic and just physical security concerns as a whole. What do you think hotel operators should be thinking of with improving the perception and the actuality of guest safety on their properties? I think there's a, you know, there's certainly a, a number of things when you're, when you're looking at security overall, um, you know, to, to Mike's point, when you're talking about, you know, video and voice, right, the voice allows you to relay the incident, but you got to have actionable intelligence as well. So when you're looking at video, you know, um, I mean, I look at the COVID-19 situation, right, and, um, you know, being able to do thermal cameras, like what, what a difference, right, being able to, instead of having to put a thermometer to everybody's head, being able to sit there and, you know, put multiple cameras in a, in a, in a huge entryway, and people come and go and it's way less intrusive, but at the same time, you're able to, you know, identify, um, you know, the, the folks that, uh, you know, had a high temperature. So uh, there's a number of things like that um, and being able to get that actionable intelligence. Uh, it's going to, when we talk about being more efficient, you know, it's one thing to have 500 cameras at your hotel. It's another thing to have, you know, 500 cameras with workflow triggers so that if a patient leaves or if, um, if a guest leaves a bag sitting idle for too long, you know, it, it's captured on the video. It's, you know, a, a box is drawn around it to draw somebody's attention in the control room to it. And then maybe an alert is sent to a radio that basically lets that, uh, you know, security officer that's closest to that know that, hey, there's a bag sitting in this area uh, that's been sitting there idle for two minutes. You know, or if you've got somebody that's trespassed from the property, being able to do, you know, facial recognition uh, and, you know, the artificial intelligence that goes with that and being able to basically say, hey, you know, this person has trespassed from the property and now they've showed up, you know, this camera caught them here. So you take a snapshot of it, you send that to the device of the security officer that's responding. And now they have a picture. They don't just have a name. They have a picture of the, the person they're looking for. I mean, it's, it's very powerful. All of this helps to address the staffing shortages in hotels and helping people get more work done, cover more ground with less and improve the guest experience and improve the safety. So this has been terrific. I'm so glad we got a chance to sit down and talk about this today. I know our viewers, listeners, and readers that are operating, managing hotels should find a lot of value with this as well. Been speaking with Chaz Elliott from EMCI Wireless and Mike Humphreys from Comsult Communications. So glad that you tuned in today to the Wireless Communications Explained podcast. Thank you. 
Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Wireless Communications Explained Podcast. To get notified about new episodes, subscribe at wirelesscommunicationsexplained.com or wherever you like to consume podcast episodes, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and YouTube. And if you found this episode helpful, please leave us a five-star rating and tell your friends. Music